Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversations amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. I'm Conrad Francis, and I'm your host today. Welcome, gentlemen. Full house. Ahoy, hoy. Hey. Howdy. What's up? Hello. I'm a bit critical of the last few episodes because it's taken about three hours to get into introducing the drink and we get a bit thirsty along the way. So let's get into the drink. There's a good story behind this. Oh, hurry up. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> let well, me just slow this down. <laughs> a good story. If you let me finish the fucking story, then you... There is no story. It's just got a black sheep on it. It came out of a box. and I bought... It's another one of those cheap ones out of naked wine. So we'll pour it, drink it, and What's feed it called? Back to them. It's called... Merlot by Liz Richardson. That's as simple as it is. Shit story. Well, that was the funniness. I'm so glad you shared that. Gentlemen, um, I've got a topic here. And and I'm open to... I'm open to throwing it around the place. I'm hoping to throw... I'm hoping... I'm open to throwing it out if you want it. That's a bit of a simplistic view. No, I'm, I'm... no, it's not simplistic. I'm just, I was open to throwing it out if... You're welcome just to walk out. If people cups. wanted to, to, to open up another topic, which I love talking about, which is whether we land on the moon or not. Oh, Jesus. So yeah. we, we can play with that today. I think we should do we that. we got to prepare with, uh, for that. With a, with a guest what do you mean? in the Pre- room. Prepare with that. Oh, with Steph? No, well, Neil Armstrong. Maybe two then. We can get her in. What do you want to bring Neil Armstrong around anymore? And Josh. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, because... I just, I just thought we might want to play with that topic, but we can play. I like your topic. But Trav's prepared. Trav, was he saying watched the video? <laughs> no, I did a whole sheet of notes for your topic today, Conrad. All right. Well, that's a that's a preview of a coming topic. This is the then. longest intro ever. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. At, at least we've got a drink. You're already advertising other episodes. Cheers. Cheers. What well, well, if I'm opening your own bottle too? Liz Richardson. It popped. No way. Oh. Yeah. You get cheese me or not? Merlot's a, a, a type of wine that you can drink anytime, right? So it's pretty well, like pretty mellow. It's a mellow Merlot. All right, we'll we'll stick with with what's on script then, people, and we'll uh, re- reconvene for the moon landing a bit later. That can be a special um, ba- Batman special. Boy, you don't want to be on it. Hmm? You don't want to be on it. No, yeah. mindfulness versus meditation. Um, over the last what couple of weeks ago, there was a um, depending when this episode comes out. Recently, there was a Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey um, twenty-one day mindfulness special that um, I encourage a lot of people to to go down and have a play with. A lot of the guys in my office use a lot of apps on their phone to what they would believe to be meditation. Um, and when I listened to this episode that was on uh, Impact Theory with Tom Billenew, the um, the difference, I mean, not I knew there was a difference, but the way this lady, um, Emily Fletcher, um, articulated the, the difference um, really caused me to sit back and think about, you know, what am I doing? How am I doing it? What am I trying to get from the practice of it? And I guess it was probably one of the, over the over this year so far to date, uh, it's probably been one of the most profound episodes I've listened to and created a, a few, a, a bit more of a change in my practice. I'd like to think I meditate and I think at times I can get caught in a mindfulness practice 
expecting it to give me the benefits of meditation. So without going into the definitions I've got here, I mean, most of you guys at some stage have or still are in some sort of mindfulness or meditation practice. Um, around the table, do we know what we're doing and do we know why we're doing it? I reckon. My, oh, there. My <laughs> <laughs> Is that look away thinking? That's a good pass. It's a bit I was waiting, 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 and I was straight. It's about to go. <laughs> um, mindfulness to me is more of an overarching kind of experience. It's something that you can you can use all the time in in any moment. It's more of the the second by second thing. To me, mindfulness is it's not a a practice as such. And meditation is maybe something we can use as more of a practical tool that you can use to maybe get to a more mindful state. Or to me, yeah, mindfulness is a is a is something that's just all the time. It's happening to us all the time, or can happen to us all the time if you're if you're mindful. Obviously, does that make sense? The the, the differentiate like mind, mindfulness. I can become mindful now of the situation and really listen here and. The, the, but the practice of being mindful versus yeah, yeah. the practice of meditation. As, yeah, one is more of an overarching thing, one is more of a tool to me. Okay. The way I, I guess I summarized it for me fairly simply is mindfulness is about kind of bringing you back to the present and kind of focusing on your thoughts. Uh, meditation is about focusing on like your breath and removing thoughts. So that that's where I see the distinction is mindfulness is bringing yourself back to the present, focusing on what's happening right now whereas meditation is actually a practice of removing what's happening right now and kind of trying to so they're almost opposing to a degree but they're similar but different that's how i see it same 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 but different <laughs> well until listening to that podcast um i think which summarized it really well i didn't realize that most meditation apps are just mindful apps and the meditation or derivation of mindfulness practices right? co, uh, quotation marks meditations that they provide the 10-15 minutes are just mindful exercises mm. which I didn't realise um, at all I thought that was a meditation practice and, and they both have their benefits Trav what, 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 I mean what you meditating at the moment what are you doing no you I, even <laughs> yeah, even prior good. to uh the podcast that we listen to uh i wouldn't say that i meditated um i would say that i would uh practice mindfulness but not in a conventional way uh, i use mindfulness to bring myself back to the present moment as much as i can and uh sort of weirdly have that out of body experience of just enjoying that particular moment exactly what i'm feeling so if that's the wind coming on my face or blowing on my face um, or touching the grass with my feet um, you know those sort of things so shut up <laughs> 12 year old over there when you said blowing uh, on your face I don't know what the hell they're laughing at so that's the way my interpretation of it was at prior um, and I had really no idea that meditation was more of a stress relieving uh, uh tool um, to get rid of stress out of your life rather than mindfulness is bringing you back to the present well I think both both can help in the management of anxiety and stress and I know that one of the guys in my office has managed his anxiety fairly well 
um, using some of the apps that are more mindful versus deeply meditative. And it was actually quite interesting because when I asked him to go on the journey with me on this 21-day um, freebie with uh, Deepak and Oprah. Is that a meditation or a mindful exercise? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll come okay. back to that. Um, he immediately followed, found the difference. Um, immediately, like within the first episode. And then was the feeling that he, he, he got from that um, allowed him to continue to go through it and do it more frequently. What the difference between mindfulness and meditation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the so to to me and to what um, e- Emily Fletcher would do it. I mean, Matt, you do you, do you meditate? Do you practice mindfulness? Um, I would. I do elements of both. Yep. And have done different things over time. Purposefully or unintentionally? Um, I, I see mindfulness as like almost a precursor, um, in a way. Like in the my, I think my process would typically be to to put something on, start listening to it, and I'll usually go through a mindful process. And depending on how I'm feeling there, sometimes I'll I'll move into a, a different state, which I never really, I knew it was more my mindfulness rather than meditation. And I wouldn't even say that I meditate fully, like to not to what I would consider or what I would aspire to perhaps um, over time, but I, I do do elements of both. Did you, did you do the 21 day journey thing? I did. And how did you find that? I actually struggled with it. Yep. Um, what I, aspects? Well, I think it was largely just my headspace at the time, and um, I had a I had a bit of a challenge with it, uh, and and I've got quite accustomed to the five or six different things that I would tip tracks that I would typically listen to. Yeah. Um, and I I think when I go back to those tracks and, and some of these, I've been listening to the same track for for well over well over a decade. So I think even just putting that on starts to move me into a particular state because it's just a, a memory situation yep. that I've created. So because it was a little bit, it was newer and, and my my mindset at the time, I just struggled to move past a very mindful surface level with things just pinging around and dancing around into more of a meditative state. Okay. And Jacob, without putting words in your mouth, you don't have a real practice, do you? Yeah, I don't currently do either deliberately. Um, and even mindfulness, I'm not particularly good at. I feel I live more in the future than the present most of the time. You, you would argue, and I think um, you could argue, that you, when you're training, um, it's it's a state of being present and being mindful. Uh, and I think yeah. that's where some people get confused. They, they think those types of experiences are, are deeply meditative, However, they're probably more present, so therefore more mindful. Would you um, call um, float tank, the deprivation tank, a meditation, meditative experience more than mindful? I think it's, again, with, with what I learned from Emily Fletcher um, and what the practice was with Deepak, there's, there's probably some things that you need to include in your practice to probably allow you to go down the path of being meditative. Meditation to me is more deeply healing. At the, at the real deep level. So again, I think you know to get the benefits from some of this stuff, you have to have that belief in a higher higher power or your highest consciousness, and and probably even deep level spirit beliefs, because you are looking at some really deep healing, uh, as she puts it, deep traumas. Um, whereas mindfulness is a great presence and 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 uh, tool to keep you present. Um, meditation is a very 
good healing tool to allow you to be energized and recuperate and manage stress and those deep level issues that are very good. She used that analogy of the potholes. Like when you sleep, you feel the potholes back up, but then when you actually meditate, you take the top layer off and you um, make it a much more smoother ride. You know, well, the way she described it, I thought was really well, is that um, like on your phone, if you've got an app, or all the apps stay open unless yeah. you actually close them. And she said meditation, proper meditation, is you're actually opening all the apps in your brain are actually minimized, and they have been for years and years, and meditation is a practice of maximizing it and then clicking the cross rather than minimizing, which I thought was a really great she, she used some way great analogies of, um, in that. describing meditation versus mindfulness and that... Yeah, meditation is the process of going through and closing all of those open windows that your brain has open, yeah, for, for years and years. I don't, I don't think the float tank as such is a meditation state because uh, as Emily spoke about, the meditation is based around a mantra. Yeah, that's um, what I want to get to. The reason you I can brought, include a mantra into your, into your float tank. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I brought it up because there is stuff where... Um, uh, apparently one hour float is equivalent to four or five hours worth of sleep as well which is same to a proper meditation practice that she articulated and personally i use the float and i come out feeling phenomenal like my focus and clarity so i was more curious as well because that would probably be the closest thing i'm probably doing to a meditative that would be the closest thing um, to, to a meditative state meditative state because i definitely don't get there in the current mindfulness calm stuff that i do here and there and it's just helpful and i think it's important you know we're all um you know we're all managing situations in our lives be it family personal or business things i mean given the deep healing practices that meditation does offer um again you know there's a there's a there's plenty of things that you can do but meditation for me i mean i've, I've been dealing with psoriasis for over 10 years and it flares up and, and down all along the way and, and they do say that um, meditation is something they they encourage people to do but obviously a lot of people need to get themselves into a space where they can feel the benefits of meditation you you touched on mantras trav and and that's one of the biggest differentiating factors with meditation versus mindfulness is bringing in a mantra the meaning of the word mantra as she defines it um, man means mind and tra means vehicle so allowing your mind to become the vehicle for the healing that your body needs to go through um, as opposed to thinking that anything else is the healing matrix or the healing method for you? Can you explain a little bit about what a mantra oh, is? Well, the mantra is is a is a, is a Sanskrit word, um, which is tied to obviously freeing the mind to allow it, allow it to so do what it's it a does. Repetitive word. Yeah, yeah, you can. And and uh, one of the guys in the office who was doing it at the time, you know, qu- tried to qualify with me whether you should say the mantra out aloud or or uh, to yourself. And I don't think there's a there's a right or wrong way. Um, again the meditation app that I was using at the time um, suggested you just say it to yourself um, to help you center your thoughts um, and again that's you know using Sanskrit it's a very ancient um, ancient um, uh, language so it's connected to some deep learning generally through Hindu beliefs that's where it comes from um, and you know Deepak who is a qualified uh, doctor in, in America uses uh, Ayurvedic technology or Ayurvedic teachings to help unlock the brain's power to heal the body. So, and he's very big on that. And that's where I actually started in this whole journey, which was quite a while back now. Um, must have been 2005, and I was introduced to some 
mindfulness and meditation practices and it was it was when I had been it suffered quite a quite a physical blow I was in a position of chronic fatigue I would I'd be dragging myself and I worked I had to cut back to part-time work and I was dragging myself to my desk spending a couple of hours to recover only to to do a little bit of work and move on and that's the kind of state I was in in my mid-20s and that's not a very good state to be in but this was that um utilizing these practices combined with just some light exercise was what I had to do to gradually sort of build my health back and it was it was a massive part of my that along with some other eastern techniques and acupuncture and other eastern herbs and things was really what was the the turning point for me so a mixture of both a mixture of definitely meditation and a mixture of um, just mindfulness type activities but um I it and for now, now for me, it more goes back to that. It's more about if I feel like I'm stressed, anxious, a bit out of control, I'll just default back in and, and get those practices back up. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting because in my office, I, I allow the guys, if they need to take time out to go for a walk or whatever, to go and meditate. And you'll see a couple of guys will go and lock themselves in the meeting room or sit in the front lounge where I've, I've turned into a lounge room as opposed to a reception. They'll, they'll go through and whack 10 minutes on on their on their apps or whatever the case might well be and they'll go and do that um, because again it's 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 one of those things that I've had to understand that um, people will feel whatever they feel whenever they feel it they, and you've got to give them the ability to handle that the best way that they feel they can as opposed to make, make them punch out of their you know, work we all have them right we have stupid conversations or a bad email or or a situation that happens to you that that takes you down a path where you don't feel great um, you know the good thing in my office at the moment is like exactly right. These guys are now empowered to get up and, and reposition themselves, you know, emotionally and, and um, metaphysically in a way that allows them to carry on the rest of their day. Uh, and they do, they do. You know, when I when I do my um, my surveys in the, in the office, they do value it. Is there is there any space? I know you've got a fairly large team, uh, Justin and, and and Matt. Your team's fairly large. I mean, although they're they're coming and going all the time, I guess. Um, is there any benefits or place that you see that, given what you expect from your teams, um, that there's any uh, space for mindfulness or meditation in some way, shape or form in your business? Not currently like, deliberately, but uh, like a big thing is we do, we teach classes and they're quite energetic. You need a lot of energy. You're dealing with 15 to 20 people at a time. And then in between classes, our coaches train and that's kind of their version of mindfulness is just spending a couple of hours on their physical practice, bettering themselves, kind of taking quite often a lot of us feel that training is that how you view it or is that they view it? Because if, if it is, it is. And if they see it as that, then great. But or are yeah. they not seeing it as that and they're not getting the benefit from that? It's hard to say because we don't have a, like a, they, you have to be in class like teaching for that hour or that that moment but then outside of that we have almost complete freedom and autonomy to do some some go off for a coffee some have some one of our coaches just goes for a walk others go out the back so there's enough freedom there that whilst it's not deliberately available it, it is there's no expectation to be at a desk for eight hours sort of thing but Matt Justin I've done it a couple of times um with them not for probably probably two years to be honest and it was good <laughs> even just doing a quick five minute like mindfulness thing we've done it as a group before just sitting around the table like before a meeting yeah and just to 
just to actually embed some some vision work and stuff as well. We've, we've I've done it. And it was it was really good. I really should reintroduce it because it was it was great. Yeah, I mean, we probably don't do it enough. I mean, similar like. We, our guys have complete autonomy. If they need to go for a walk or do anything or whatever, that's fine. I don't think it's um, maybe encouraged enough. And I think that just comes back to myself. I mean, I probably don't know the full difference. And uh, probably I think which is what um, in the, the podcast is sometimes a question. There are moments where you question, well, what's the point of it? And it doesn't get done. So then I don't hold my team to, to do that because if I don't, so... But it, I mean, they've got the flexibility piece. Um, we've done a couple grateful. We used to do quite a few gratitude exercises, um, which probably falls more into the mindful mm. category um, as, a, as a team and as a, as a group. So like in a huddle, we'd be like, before we start, everyone write three things they're grateful for um, down before we have our team huddle. And um, yeah, but uh, we don't do it often enough as a group or as an encourage, so. It's a bit, I mean, Trav, you know, you've read the book 11 Rings by Phil Jackson and, and him introducing meditation, not mindfulness, you know, meditation from a spiritual basis into the Chicago Bulls and then into the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, the uh, the effects that they had on the team. Uh, I know Dennis Rodman, um, it had a profound effect on him uh, for a while. Sometimes he would spike and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but the other point uh, that I wanted to make as well, the, the effect that mindfulness has in children is uh, quite dramatic. Uh, I know my beautiful wife, Ashby, um, implements it into her school days. She's a primary school teacher. And uh, if it's even two, three, four, five minutes um, after lunch, um, a lot of the time they would come back from lunch and that whole session would be a wipe because they're uh, tired, they um, have been active, some of them haven't even eaten. Um, those sort of things they uh, do five minutes of mindfulness brings them back down to back down to level back down to present and then they uh, achieve a lot more throughout the day so if that's a key indicator of how it can work on maths with children then it's definitely something that should be implemented into your workplace on a grander scale Um, yeah I, I think it's the benefits are there and the research is coming back that the benefits are there is is quite dramatic I think part of the challenge is overcoming the stigma still associated with meditation generally. Um, What's the stigma that you're talking about? Oh, you know, it's all woo-woo and, uh, you know, kind of like... I I, I know five or six years ago I've been wanting it to do for a long time, but um, I never did it uh, because, yeah, there's a stigma of... um, it's probably a bit softer and woo-woo and spiritual man and like hippie and you know all that type of stuff so some people yeah. like in a collective work environment some people definitely the, the walls come up and they don't want to expose like because they think that it's silly you know we did a live meditation um on an episode um you know we're all sitting in here with bloody our hands on our chest and look like you know idiots and some people oh, I don't want to look like that rah, rah, rah. so in a workplace I'm just saying in a workplace environment yeah. it could be, I agree there's a good Netflix doco around how and it, it talks about some of the kids using uh, meditation I forget the name of it um, Heal Heal yeah is it Heal well uh, the one I'm, I'm, I when you talk about that was one, one called Heal which, talk, which talks about meditation and its use with children in the UK 
Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Um, um, problem children that, that then become connected with themselves. Yeah. So rather than detention or whatever, yeah. they do a meditation or, or something. So, yeah, but I do think But they also taught how that the meditation uh, activates the parts of the brain. And, and these kids who would be, I would say, younger than grade three here are talking about the brain in its complexity like they've gone to, you know, what I would imagine first gener- first year university. But I can tell you now, like where, where I went to school, I mean, it's good that they're doing it, but if you did that back then, like that was, there's a stigma, there was a stigma attached. Yeah, definitely out there and hippie and, but yeah. a lot of people uh, don't, not like it, but they do it two or three times and they go, oh, I didn't get anything from it. You know, they expect this like instant, you know, change or, you know, epiphany of feeling amazing and and wanting to, you know, feel enlightened after three five minute sessions. Mm. So it's not something that uh, you you know you you need to have no expectations when going into it. You know, like with mindfulness, it's okay to be distracted. It's okay to feel things. It's okay to you know it. You don't expect to have a clear mind the yeah. whole way through. You know, well, I remember I started doing it and I encouraged my wife to do it, and she's like, oh. I can't, like, I can't do it because I can't sit still for, you know, 10 minutes. There's a, you know, an expectation uh, associated with so it. She, so she, I mean, in saying that, she could have a mindful mindfulness practice. I think where I wanted to get to was, you know, are we, uh, are we getting the benefits from our practice that we, we wanted to get? So we're saying we're, we're meditating, but yet our practices are aligned to mindfulness practices. Or you know we're being mindful and we're saying that it's meditative practice. I mean, are we missing out along the way as well? I think a lot of people don't even breathe properly. Like I mean, a lot of the time, like meditation yep, is, is, is quite a big jump into, or can be perceived as a big jump into something a bit woo woo, a bit different. Whereas people just concentrate on breathing properly. Like take like you know when you're stressed out, and you take a deep breath, you literally feel tension drop. But as you said, Trevor, you know that's that's aligned to spirituality, right? I mean, or that's what the meaning of the word was, breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of us just don't do it properly. We'll be shallow breathing all the time. The anxiety rises, the body's tense. People just, let's start breathing normally, <laughs> breathing normally well, first. That's a form of mindfulness yeah. because it's bringing you back to the, the present, present moment. moment. I'm yeah. not breathing shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, And that's where people, uh, there's forms of mindfulness that are so micro that you can do on everyday life. And that it's exactly that. You're feeling like crap and it's... Yeah, box breathing is a great know, technique to, to center you. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, you don't have to make it out to be a big thing of you sitting in an armchair with your, you know, fingers together listening to a guided meditation. Like, it, mindfulness can be as simple as something like you were just explaining, Michael. As Wim, as Wim Hof would say, yeah. breathe, motherfucker. Like, just, just breathe. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, I'm, I mean it's, it, is, it is interesting. With, with the Deepak stuff, that, this was part of my... I guess my challenge with those sessions is that he includes mantras, right? He well, includes the mantra. I wasn't ready, so this is in my experience. I actually feel like I need to roll through a mindfulness state. Everything's dancing around. There's a lot going on, and then I it does take me ten, fifteen, twenty minutes if I'm in the right space to then start to move in to move into more. The, I think that's what they try to do with the, the introduction part from Oprah. Yeah, no, I get I that. I think she tries to get... I didn't get it in there, which yeah. I think is why it challenged. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it was, it was still great mindfulness activity, but as, as you know, with the mantra, I was in there, and I, obviously there was the introduction with Oprah. I, I didn't get there, and that was part of the, the challenge. But also for me, that sometimes I'll put on 
a tape and be planning to try and meditate and sometimes my mind would just not allow me to get past you know, tape. mindfulness space. a long time ago. Oh, tape mate these are these are I pull out the old tape deck no I don't really but um they are old tapes they come from like they're old school like there's I think see, but I mean with with every everything I've read on performance you know, uh, you know on the of the of, you know at the great levels you know there's a, there's an element of mindfulness or meditation being adopted at, at those levels um, be it you know sports uh, sports people or executives and you know with with it not it's not formal in my office yet but it's 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 massively encouraged um, uh, and you know we we encourage each other to share our, our tracking statistics on our on our meditations that just to show where we're at from a, from that perspective and again there's no judgment but it's a case it turned of, into a competition yeah. well <laughs> in, in, a, in a way in a way it probably has become that to a certain level with me anyway um, no, really? <laughs> I'm the best meditator in this office. The, um, it, well, it's not about the best; it's about the frequency of it, right? I mean, because the the argument is that everyone's busy, and and I get that, I understand that, and res- completely respect that, because in their own space and in their own world, they, I have no doubt they are. Um, but if you want to achieve more, you know, depth and breadth, you only got the same amount of time as what everybody else has got. Um. And we're not talking about quantity. We're actually talking about um, the enjoyment levels, the effectiveness of what you're doing. That gives you the depth and breadth of the, the full sphere of enjoy of, of, of um, benefits. Yeah, and they say with meditation, ten minutes a day is probably the minimum. But I mean, that's not a long time. Ten no. minutes a day to see effects over over a period of a few days or a couple of weeks. That you'll start oh, my body effects. straight away when I when I have had varying qualities of, of meditation. Um, and I and I do use an app from time to time to track that with that news app, which is you know for me has been one of the godsends for me because I know if I'm if I'm at a kilter, then I'll put that back on and I can figure out where my head's at from a from a you know from a data perspective. But um, yeah, up until that point in time, you're just trusting the outcomes of everything. All and there's a lot to be said by practicing it. Um, I wanted to get to the quality of the practice, um, and that's where you use those types of apps, I guess. So is the difference the key? So I use Calm. Mm-hmm. Um, app, um, which I find quite quite good. What is the difference? What makes it a, a meditation? Is it literally just adding a mantra? Is it that simple or no? At, at, its, at its simplest level, it is that simple. Okay, it's more focused. Um, you know, in its, in its truest sense, it's allowing your mind. So, what's the difference between focusing on a mantra versus just focusing on your breath? How does uh, how's that? Well, the mantra, like I said, the mantra is connected to freeing the mind. That's how they visualize that, and that's what the words in the Sanskrit are designed to do: is to, okay. is to allow your mind to open up and then take you on that journey of healing that you need to go on. So the mantra, so is is a guided meditation scenario as opposed to just listening to music or someone else speaking in another way. You know, meditation comes from uh, Ayurvedic uh, or Hindu beliefs. In uh, the way they used to access the healing of the mind came through mantras. Now, can you get there any other way? You probably can, but that's like saying, do you buy a Rolls Royce or do you buy a copy? You know, you, you're probably going to get the benefit of both, but one is one, one is the other. And I think that's the, the key is, okay, if you're going to go down this path, are you doing it any justice if you're not going to go down the path fully? Yeah. So what are alternatives? Uh, sorry. Sorry. Can I jump in on the mantra? Uh, so Emily said that uh, a mantra creates a mind anchor, mm. and then that is designed to de-excite the nervous system. And when you de-excite something, you create order. 
So when you create order in the mind, the lifetime of accumulative stresses have the ability to come up and out. So it has, uh, it's this process of bringing the deep stresses out of the cognitive state. So that's why you use a yeah, mantra instead access, of just access, breath. You access to parasympathetic. That's right, because you talked about how um, it was the inverse of sleep, where um, the body was it the body rests, but the mind mind is active. Mm. But you're trying to rest the mind, mind yeah. but the body is active. active which is the inverse, um, which is super interesting. And we're talking about thousands of years of teaching gone into that level of understanding of the human mind from a, from a meditation perspective, right? Now, Deepak says that we're built with the most complete um, medicine cabinets in the world, in our brains, and all we have to do is put our minds in the, in the, in the proper state to release the exact amount of chemical that will be delivered to the exact spot it needs to be delivered to. Well, it's been proven by Wim Hof. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, the irony, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the right. irony that we have the, we have the answer, we have the chemical, or the ability yeah. to you're, you're built with all the answers to all the questions you want to ask yourself, including the medical ones. Yeah. Should you wish to access that? Um, and that's the question. I mean, but to, to, this, but to go into that space of deep inner work, you've got to let go of a lot of things. Um, and, and that's the challenge that most people haven't let go of whatever they're, they're hanging on to. Well, that stigma that you talked about as well, Justin, I mean, like that, so when I started meditating, even now I would say it's it's not necessarily common, but apps like Calm and Headspace are huge. And, yeah, massive. But this wasn't there. 10, 10, 12 years ago, whatever this was, 13 years ago, there really was, it was hard to find anything. It was hard to even come YouTube, across. I used YouTube a lot back in the early days. Yeah, but there was yes, you'd have to. Someone would have to point you towards something, and then you would find it. Um, but my like, so I, I didn't. The stigma didn't really bother me in that I, I was I was desperate. Like I, mm. I was I was I needed deep healing, and I was searching for answers for that, and that's what got me down that path. What I thinking about some of you guys now. I, I think I would find it a challenge. Like, I find it a challenge to do it all the time and regularly, and it, it means something to me because I know it. When I when I when I go to do it, I sometimes I need it. Like, I I know I need it. I go and do it. If I was just trying to do it on a, as a regular practice to just improve myself, if you know what I mean, not feeling that deep. Like, oh, hang on, I need this. I I, I think I would struggle as well. I think I'd really struggle with it. But at the time, I was my body was in such pain, and otherwise that learning how to get into some of these states was like one of the best things I was able to do and that's what helped me sort of start to recover. Yeah, uh, I think um, that's why I was curious about the float thing because I noticed it's kind of, I feel like it's a shot of meditation somehow because like I really noticed my focus goes through the roof the following week and my energy changes a lot. Sit underneath one of those theatre lights before you go into that tank yeah, and it's another it. level, mate. Um, but then it comes back to the the... You know the consistency piece whereas if if you could imagine doing that every day you might not notice it um what that would mean to do it where, so where do you where do you go now youtube i mean i nearly bought her course it was very good marketed from that podcast um very smart marketing strategy yeah, i haven't used any of her stuff well, the, specifically the, the deep one was trying to sell you something no yeah. no emily oh, sorry, the other one same right. this was 400 bucks mate same <laughs> same thing but <laughs> You were outraged for 60. Yeah. 
You get twenty percent off the Deepak. That was that was paramediation, though. <laughs> yeah. But oh, but it is yeah. it, it is yeah. that issue. Right? The issue is accessing the parasympathetic, which where all the deep work gets gets done. I mean, accessing just where do you like, where do you start? I mean, you can, I mean, not, is, neither is, is wrong. No, the, the, yeah, neither app, is wrong. Yeah, right? Mindfulness good. practices are okay. not wrong. Meditation practices are not wrong. My my challenge is understanding that they if are different. They are they, they are very different, um, and don't expect one to do the job of the other. Um, that's that's pretty much where I wanted to get to with it. And I would probably use meditation first, like an app. If you're going to go mindfulness or meditation, which one should I try and go down? I'd say meditation as a whole would be a better place to start because I think as it's a tool that can then... You said mindfulness first, didn't you? Wouldn't you I, say... I, where do you start? Yeah. In mindfulness. Because I, I, mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind where anyone starts. Really, no, I just, just think ease, just, ease for the general. Just understand what you're trying to achieve yeah, through yeah, the yeah. practice. Um, I think that's the most important thing. If you're looking for the benefits of deep healing, managing stress, um, you know, allowing your body to function at a, in a great way, then I, I think a meditative practice is probably what you're aiming for. If you're looking for you know good day-to-day energy levels and wanting to keep yourself focused through the day, I think mindfulness is probably the way to go. I think that's where I would use both of them. So both probably could be used on a daily basis for different things. And flotation. Yeah, flotation. I love flotation. Yeah, yeah me too. You know that you can put any music on? Like you can bring your own yeah. device and some like kids are even using it like before exams where they're just oh, having wow. audio pumped mm. into them as they're like floating. That, that would be incredible cool. to try, to test out. Listen to the podcast there. We've got, we, we, we've got podcast. a couple of minutes left. Con- Con- Conrad already does one of it. He goes, you are Batman. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh at me, mate, but I think they're believing me now when I, when I turn up and I ask for a place to get changed in my I suit. I think it's the costume that does it. <laughs> into your suit. The, um, we've got a couple of minutes left. As a precursor to my next topic, <laughs> to moon landing just around the if table quickly believe, do you believe just in the moon landing yes or no uh, I, <laughs> I have, a simple uh, yes like, or no he likes to say yes and no 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 he I do like to do a yes <laughs> I want no. a yes I lean, or no I lean towards yes okay uh, yes yes oh. I lean towards no <laughs> yes oh so we'll have an interesting debate in a couple of weeks time do your homework lads <laughs> It's something I've never really looked into. Yeah, start honest. looking. Yeah. And if you find I anything, let me know. I've watched like one documentary and I'm like, well, that's enough for me to pretty much the point I've watched, But I haven't researched it enough. I've watched two anything, docos. Debunk it is the I've watched thing. one doco that debunks that it happened and one that doesn't. Occam's Razor. It's a good Ryan Gosling movie too. <laughs> Actually, that is a good movie. Yeah. That's why it happened. Yeah, why would they did. fake Apollo 13? Tom Hanks. Yeah, why would they fake it? Mate, America. <laughs> how many times have you been to America? How many How can you not make a good movie out of it then? On this note, we'll look forward <laughs> to the we'll, we'll look forward to the topic coming up in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, I've really enjoyed Heritage Round, Conrad. I really, um, it's nice to see you in your old school polo shirts. Just for those uh, that can't obviously if you see. if you like this podcast, people, please, <laughs> please, please share it, like it, um, comment. Uh, always looking for new topics. Um, would love to know what your take is and whether you have a meditative practice or a mindfulness practice and how that serves you in whatever you're managing it for or using it for. And if the um, mood landing is true or false. Yeah. And yeah, let us know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to open up that can of worms um, over the next few weeks. Um, and... On that note, bye for now. Ciao. Bye-bye.